Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, thanks for turning in to the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman. Uh, today I'm excited. We're moving on to one of my favorite 49ers. If you're just now joining us for the first time, thanks for joining us. It's It's been a lot of fun so far going into each one of the 49ers draft picks in depth. We've already covered quite a few guys. We've got the first five in the books, and we are now moving on to, again, going to be a huge 49er fan favorite, and that's George Kittle, tight end out of Iowa. We selected him in the fifth round. The second pick in the fifth round, number 146 overall, he was the eighth tight end taken. So what we're going to do, we're going to cover a little bit of background, what he's been through at Iowa, kind of his family and all that kind of stuff. Then we're going to move into what it means to be a 49er with John Lynch's six traits to be a 49er, see how he measures up with that criteria. Then we'll jump into the fun stuff, the film breakdown, my favorite part, uh, break down his blocking and his receiving, kind of what he brings to the table, and then we'll finish up with scheme fit what he's going to look like being a 49er, and how he will contribute to your team and what to look for. So let's jump right in. Um, Again, George Kittle, absolute beast, this guy. 6'4", 247. Uh, He's what we call a move tight end, uh, which means he plays a tight end position, but you move him around all over the place, and you hope to get him in mix-match situations whether that's with a linebacker or a safety or a corner or something along those lines depending on what it is you're wanting him to do if you're going deep you want him to be matched up with a linebacker or safety if you're doing kind of like a blocking or a short route you want him going against a corner because it's just a mismatch because he's so big so he has played all over the place he's played a traditional tight end role he played at iowa and they are a huge run heavy team And so he's played the traditional tight end where he's got his hand in the ground right next to the tackle. And he was used primarily as a blocker. Sometimes we'll see it as a wing tight end, which instead of being on the line, he'll be right behind the tackle. And so he's a little bit off the line, which helps give you better angles. You can bring him back across the line almost. It gives him a couple steps ahead in the pool to pull to the opposite side you've seen him play fullback he's played slot receiver lined out wide and he's even played sniffer which you don't really get to see in the nfl it's it's very similar to a fullback role but instead of being two to three yards behind the offensive line they call it a sniffer because you're sniffing the guard or the tackles butt. like you are you're right behind the guard or the tackle and what it does is it just creates a great cross angle so that you can get better angles on the blocks against the defensive tackle uh, and so he's played everywhere and you know coming out of Iowa it's interesting because guess who he was roommates with um, another brand new 49er the quarterback that we drafted CJ Bethard and they were roommates for two years. And funny little tidbit I talked about on C.J. Bethard's podcast is that they got along great and they were really good friends and still are great friends. And the only thing that they would actually fight over or not agree on was watching Pokemon. 
Turns out Kittle is a gigantic Pokemon fan, and the quarterback, CJ, he never wanted anything to do with him. So that's about the only thing that they would really fight over. You know, you got to catch them all. It's Pokemon, man. That's what it's about. Anyway, let's get back to Kittle and kind of what he is and what he brings to the table. Um, He crushed it at the Combine, and he showed us exactly how athletic he is. He tested in the upper 90th percentile uh, for all tight ends and both the 40-yard dash and the broad jump. Those numbers, he was in fact the third fastest tight end, which is pretty remarkable if you look at the top tier tight ends that we have. We had three tight ends going to the first round, all of which are considered to be receiving type tight ends. And he ran a 4-5-2-40, which again was the third fastest 40. And then even better than that was his 11-foot broad jump, which is something that measures basically you stand still, almost flat-footed, and you explode as far as you can. And what it measures is how explosive you are in kind of your hip and thigh power. And he was sixth best in the entire combine at that, which is just, you usually don't see that um, from the tight end spot, but he is extremely explosive. Now, he did test well at everything. Uh, super small hands, which seems to almost be a theme with the 49ers uh, draft. We drafted, drafted Trent Taylor, uh, receiver out of Louisiana Tech. Super small hands. This guy, super small hands. And The funny thing is, is usually you want your receiver receivers or people that are going to hold on to the ball to have giant hands because it means they fumble less and they can catch better. Well, not really a problem with Kittle or uh, either one of the receiver either because Kittle only had one drop out of 48 catches, and so he is going to catch. He's very, very sure-handed, and he catches the ball with his eyes. We'll get into that a little bit later, but anyway. And also, he's not very good at changing speed. Um, he didn't even test in the shuttle, a short or long shuttle, or three cone, but I can guarantee you if he did, it would have been awful. And you can see this on film whenever he runs routes. He He's a straight-line speed kind of guy, very tight-hipped. He's not. He doesn't have a lot of wiggle. He's not juking people with the ball. This guy is a John Lynch type of mindset in a blocker slash speed tight end body, which doesn't seem to make make much sense, but it's what he brings to the table. Now, he's got a lot of history playing football. This guy, he's a third-generation Iowa Hawkeye. His father was the team captain for the Iowa 1982 Rose Bowl team, which is just awesome. His cousin is actually playing in the NFL right now as a tight end for the Broncos. He's the third tight end for the Broncos. Uh, his name's Henry Krieger Cable. You don't see him very much. He's more of a special teams and goal line type of guy. But um, he played at Iowa as well. So he completely understands what it means, and he's got somebody – really close to him that he's going to be able to rely on and figure out what it means to be a pro. And so super safe in that regards. And then plus you add in the fact that his best friend is a quarterback that he's going to be working with and practice and all that kind of stuff. So it awesome support system around there. Another great thing is Kittle just graduated in December from Iowa. So he is completely done with college. I know every time you draft one of those Pac-12 guys, they have to miss all of OTAs and some of training camp, and they come in behind. Not the case here. Kittle has already graduated, and he is going to take part in all OTAs, and he's ready to go. Now what I want to do is I want to look at what John Lynch laid out. He put this card together. It's six traits to being a 49er. We're going to go through each one of these, all six, and we're going to figure out how is it that this kid measures up. And again... This guy, he's got fan favorite written all over it. He is tough, tough, tough. So the number one thing Lynch says to be a 49er, you need football passion. Do they love it? This guy, 
absolutely loves football. He had injuries in his first two seasons to his foot at Iowa and missed a lot of time. Uh, didn't get a lot of playing time. And he decided whenever they were interviewing him, his very first 49ers interview, he said, you know what I had to do is I had to decide to cut out almost my entire social life and focus 100% on football. Change his eating habits, quit hanging out on the weekends, drinking, all that kind of stuff. He gained 25 pounds of pure muscle and focused his body to be prepared so that he wouldn't get injured again. So football passion, does he love it? Yeah. If you're willing to give up your social life in college, I'd say you're passionate about it. The number two trait, contagious competitiveness. And if you've read anything up on this kid, you're going to see this quote. They asked him, what's your favorite quote? He said, moving a man from point A to point B against his will is the greatest feeling you will ever feel. And he said that he takes that to heart. And, man, it just gives you almost chill bumps thinking about it. And you can see why John Lynch loves this guy. And he added on to it. He's like, hey, whenever you can force somebody to do something they don't want to do, it's a great feeling. And the fact that you can't get arrested for it and it's legal to do this makes it even better. So he's got a little bit of a sense of humor, but he totally gets it. So that's a complete check mark there. Number three, dependability and protecting the team. Probably one of my least favorite things when people – interview players is when they ask them about somebody else. I just feel like it's disrespectful, but it's part of the game. And so they're interviewing C.J. Bethard, and they ask him, tell us about Kittle. What do you know about him? And oh, I hate it when they do that. This is kid's worked his entire life to be in the spotlight. Like I want, it, I want the everything focused on him. I feel like he deserves it. But anyway, one of the answers that the quarterback gave is he said, you know what, Kittle doesn't care about yardage or touchdowns or anything. He has no problem showing up and blocking as much as he did, never asking for the ball or any of those things. Puts his hand in the dirt and just goes out blocking. And so, again, unselfish, all about the team, all about the team. So check mark there. Number four, mental toughness. Again, I mentioned he had one drop out of 48 catches. And as you watch this kid's film, he's a very aggressive blocker. And I'll, I'll point out some flaws that he has in his blocking game technique-wise. But you're not going to make all your blocks. Sometimes you'll block your guy into the ball carrier on accident because the ball carrier bounces. It doesn't go through the design hole, so on and so forth. But if his guy ever made a play, you'll see him slap his hands together afterwards and kind of be, you know, just like, damn it. You'll see him kind of say that. But the next play, it's almost funny because if you see not even a mistake, but things don't go perfect for him, the next play, it's like, all right, here goes. Who is he going to kill? Because he seems to take everything personal, and he goes and makes the correction, uh, which is just beautiful. So huge check mark there. Number five, football IQ. Man, I tell you what, we're seeing some early trends with this offense. Kyle Shanahan, he seems to know what he wants, and that's people from pro systems. He doesn't seem to want that gigantic learning curve on offense. The football IQ is there with this kid. Played in the pro system at Iowa. Uh, He's running option routes consistently, so you can tell that he knows how to read coverage as a receiver, which is huge. And whenever he blocks, it's much more complex than just, hey, I got this guy, I'm blocking the linebacker. But rather, you'll see him scoop block consistently. And what that means is you don't just block the linebacker. You have to reach across the linebacker's face and put your body between him and the playside hole or playside gap and seal him off. And so it's almost like that advanced level of understanding what your role is on this run play. And 
The kid gets it. He understands what everybody is doing. Motions consistently. You'll see him constantly telling receivers, you're on the line, you're off the line, even though he's the tight end. Like, he understands the whole. And so there's going to be zero issues with football IQ with this kid. So that's five for five so far. And the last one is accountability to other players and themselves. Again, I talked about how he missed a lot of time in his first two seasons. Again, the quarterback, C.J. Bethard, said, you know, it was really, really hard for him to be on the sidelines. And the reason why it was so hard for him is because he couldn't help his team out. He had to be out there with his family, and just being on the sidelines was just painful to him. And so, again, he is there for them, and the necessary changes that he had to make to get to be healthy, again, giving up social life and gaining 25 pounds to be able to do that. So this kid is 6 for 6 as far as John Lynch is required to be a Niner. So you can see why they target him and why they went up to get him. Now let's jump over to our film breakdown. Now, pro comparison for this guy, and again, um, as I watched him, it just screamed Dallas Clark. The longtime Colt, you just... So many catches, just catch after catch after catch. Now, what's crazy is if you go back and you look at what Dallas Clark measured out as, he is almost two-tenths of 40 times faster than Dallas Clark. So thank Dallas Clark, and maybe not as much wiggle, but more speed and just as much toughness and probably a better blocker, to be honest with you. Um, Hopefully, uh, he's not going to play that role in our offense because we're just not going to throw the ball that much, but he has that potential. Let's start with his blocking first, because if you've watched Iowa, this is what they do. They block. It is the traditional Big Ten, three yards in a cloud of dust. That's what they do. Run, run, play, action, throw. Run, run, play, action, throw. Run, run, play, action, throw. And there's a lot of plays where you don't even see a receiver on the field. You'll have an extra tackle, and you'll have two tight ends, a fullback, and I mean, they just load it up. So it's very different, but... He blocked a lot, and he excelled at it. Very capable blocker. Uses his technique and his feet very, very well. Again, understands sealing the blocker, so it's not enough to just engage with the defender, but you have to turn and put yourself in between the defender and where the ball carrier is going. So that way, not only do you maintain your block, but you're creating that hole. He's a John Lynch type of tight end to a T. And man, when you watch this guy, um, one of the films was against North Dakota State. So the Bison actually beat them in Iowa. They're, that's Carson uh, Wentz's old team. You don't get to see him on TV too much. But anyway, he's he's basically the end man on the line of scrimmage as basically a wing tight end. So there's a tight end, and then he is off of the tight end about a yard behind and a yard off to the side. And he blocks out on the cornerback. And he's not even 10 yards close to where the ball carrier is trying to go. So he blocks out on the cornerback. He engages him and just keeps driving his feet for about 10 yards. And he drives him all the way to the sideline. There's not another player on the football field 15 yards from where they're at. And the ball carrier is getting tackled. He's still blocking and then pancakes over the top of him. And this is a regular thing for him. You know, you talked about that quote about moving somebody from point A to point B against their will. He does this on the regular. So many times on almost all the big plays that they have running the ball up the middle, it is right off of his butt because, again, he's not just engaging where the defender can still get his hand out and kind of slow down the ball carrier or try to get the ball. He turns the defender. 
So he blocks them and turns them so that zero contact is made. So huge on the key block, and you can see that a lot of their designed run plays are off of his block because he gets the job done. Amazing in the open field. Again, a lot of play action and kind of screen games and, oh, I'm going to fake block down and then release out to the backer, to the corner, or to the safety and get to that second level. If he sets his sights on you in the open field, it is scary. He does not miss it. He doesn't try to cut block. That's not what he's doing. He is going after you, and he's going to lock on. And whenever he locks on, he stays locked on. You're talking holding a block for four to five seconds, which is unreal. Like, if anything, this guy might get penalties for blocking after the whistle, which as as a coach and as John Lynch and as developing an attitude and mental toughness and imposing your will, that's what you want. And, you know, they'll be able to coach him and say, all right, man, enough's enough. But you cannot teach that aggressiveness, and he's got it to a T. Let's see here. Uh, his unbiased roommate, uh, CJ, said that he is by far one of the best blockers, if not the best blocker tight end in this entire draft class. And I have to agree. Uh, I broke down 10 different tight ends. I had him right up there with Gerald Everett as the best blocking tight end. Now, the main and probably only negative that I have against his run blocking is when he engages somebody, he gets off balance. Because he's so aggressive, you can see his weight get in front of his toes, and it's very easy to kind of sideswipe him and slip off the block. And so he's either pancaking, driving him back five yards, or slipping off the block, which doesn't happen a lot, but it's just a simple technique error where you have to keep your weight balance on top of your feet so that you can kind of move with the defender but again his job is to drive through and that's kind of what he does so that's his main critique now let's get to the fun stuff the receiving his main weakness is in his route running he is not shifty at all and his routes are so predictable you'll see him take two to three steps out and start leaning as if he's dragging or running a cross route across the thing it's pretty pretty easy to tell so I think he's going to have a hard time if they just man up a safety and walk a safety up on him just in man coverage. He's going to struggle. The only way that he could, he's going to excel in man coverage is by going deep because he's so stinking fast. But this guy is a zone killer. He's a guy that's going to be great against the zone, but again, he's he's got to work on his routes. Now, the one thing that he is great at is selling the block and then releasing deep. So he'll He'll be at the tight end spot, whether on the line of scrimmage or off, and he'll release like he's blocking the linebacker, safety, or whatever. And you'll see him. It's almost like, hey, I'm about to hit you, and you'll see the safety kind of bear down or flinch because he's been blocking them all game. And as soon as he does that, Kittle reads exceptionally well and releases and flies past him. And he does this three to four times a game, and it's, it's great coaching by Iowa because it seems like none of those take place in the first half. Block, 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 block. Oh, slip one right behind you. And so he is going to have some very long touchdown highlights because of this, because of how physical he is, and he sells it so, so well. He is built for the wheel route, which if, if you're not familiar with what that is, basically you run horizontal to the line of scrimmage like you are running out into the flats. Think like a goal line fullback coming out and catching the ball on a two-yard route in the corner of the end zone. But quarterback pump fakes it, and then you will, you basically round off your route and run straight up the sideline. This is a nightmare situation for a corner or safety because you're taught to break down on in the flats and so then your momentum is going against the receiver's momentum whenever he makes that double move this was his main 
route that he ran for Iowa, and man, he burned it so many times. And so, again, this is all based off that play action or double move. He's not juking anybody. That's not what's happening here. He's keeping his speed alive, and he's not having to flip his hips very much because he can round the route. Exactly. That's actually what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to fill, basically have that wheel where it curves, and then you break it up. And so he's going to hit a lot of big plays. This is not going to be a guy that's going to have seven to eight catches a game and things like that. No, this is a two catch for 45 yards type of a guy. He is a boom type player. He never runs out of bounds once he catches it. He catches it, and he's 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 using pure speed in a straight line, or he's going to lower his shoulders, kind of Daryl Moose Johnson type of guy. But again, much, much faster than that. Will not go out of bounds. Loves to make contact anytime he can, whether with the ball or without. And saw him fumble twice trying to do this. Uh, Could have walked out of bounds easily, but lowered his shoulder and got the ball punched out. So he carries the ball well. And I don't think that's going to be a problem. Just needs to focus a little bit more at the port of contact. So again, speed and toughness is his running style with the ball. Now let's get into scheme fit. And this is the fun part because if you look at what shot Kyle Shanahan did, with the Falcons is he is so creative. He's one of the best offensive minds out there, and I'm so excited to have him on my team. He runs a lot of two to three tight end sets, and he motions back and forth. And the reason why he does that is he is trying to create gap advantages on the play side so that he's going to move constantly so the safeties have to come down and the gaps get all messed up because usually it's an A gap, B gap, C gap. A gaps between center and the guard, B gap, guard and tackle, C gaps outside the tackle. But whenever you got two tight ends and a receiver, you're creating four extra gaps, which makes it much more complex to defend against. And he loves doing that stuff with unique formations. This guy already understands all that because they did the same thing at Iowa. And again, the pro system, which seems to be very important to Shanahan, he's got. Right away, Kittle is going to be competing for a starting tight end position. We already know the tight end depth chart is up in the air. One, Lynch tried to move um, our starting tight end who we just signed to an extension, Vance McDonald. They tried to move him during the draft and it didn't pan out, unfortunately. But we know that they're not that high on him. Man, they love this guy. And if you look at what Shanahan did last year for the Falcons, he had the highest percentage of play acts and passes in the entire NFL. And that is this guy's – that's his game. That's his ace move is that – Act like you're blocking, release to the edge. So there is a role. This matches perfectly what we have with this tight end and the scheme fit and the attitude of John Lynch. I mean, this is this is perfect. So what I see, he's going to be a backup tight end right off the bat. You're going to see him out there on two tight end sets, goal line, and special teams day one. And then I think he's going to move to that tight end one spot. I believe in this kid pretty soon. I'd say probably by week six um, at the earliest and our bye week, week 11, probably the latest. But he's got so much versatility. I could see him backing up the tight end to start, playing the tight end two spot. But let's just say um, our fullback, our new fullback that we just paid a lot of money for, Kyle Juszczyk, gets hurt. There is, he could slide into that fullback role with ease. He's already played fullback. He understands running concepts, and he's tough as hell. So I'm super excited about this kid, and I think that he's going to be around for a while. Again, Kyle Shanahan loves his guys, and Kittle Kittle fits Shanahan's system and scheme. And again, he has that John Lynch attitude, so it's a perfect fit. Thanks for listening. 
We'll keep going through the draft week by week and come up with a new one. But again, if you have any comments, hit me up on Twitter, JL underscore Chapman. Again, that's JL underscore C-H-A-P-M-A-N. Thanks for your time, and thanks for listening to the 49ers Rush Podcast. You guys have a good one. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.